Dr. Volker Pertes, you are the special representative of the UN Secretary General for Sudan and head of the United Nations Integrated Transition Assistance Mission in Sudan, UNITAMS. I would like to start with the latest event, which is the launch of the final phase of the political process. Uh, what is the significance of this for Sudan and for the Sudanese people? Well, the launch of the second or final phase of the political process is significant because it promises to reach a political agreement between the military and the civilian that would bring Sudan back on a transition path. And after almost 15 months after the coup of 25 October 2021, returning to the transition path would be a major, major step forward for all Sudanese, whether they are civilians or in the military. It has been almost a week since the start of the final phase. How are things going so far? Well, there has been one important first workshop among altogether five workshops that are planned as part of the final phase. This workshop was on a roadmap for the dismantling of the old regime. Uh, of course, as United Nations, together with the AU and IGAD, we have been facilitating uh, this workshop logistically, but also by bringing in expertise. But more importantly, uh, I was able to witness uh, um, quite a number of the, of the sessions, of the meetings of this workshop, and I was personally impressed by the, by the level of discussion, the sincerity with which the Sudanese talked to one another, interacted with one another. It was very result-oriented, and that is important in this context. The signing of the Sudan political framework agreement that took place on December 5th uh, saw many challenges, including a growing opposition to it, because some says it neglected basic issues such as accountability, and some says it came uh, uh, under international pressure. How do you address those claims? With, with all due respect, I must disagree with the way the question has been put. Yes, uh, there is and there has been opposition to the framework agreement, uh, and, and that's to be expected. Uh, there are some uh, forces that don't like it, that do not want to have a political solution, but it's not a growing opposition. Rather, what we see is that in the weeks that passed, um, there are more and more forces who come and say they want to sign up to the agreement, they want to be part of it. Uh, second, um, it is not true that accountability is not part of that agreement. Accountability is being mentioned in the framework agreement, but it is true that this needs, this needs to be spelled out further. And there will be a workshop, probably one of the most important of the five workshops, on transitional justice, which of course is about accountability and how to practice it in a difficult context. So accountability should be part, it has to be part of a final agreement. We all saw the recent statement made by the leader of the Sudan People's Liberation Movement North, uh, Abdul Aziz Al-Halu, and his readiness to resume talk. Uh, but what about the other parties? Do you think they will join the process? Well, there are some parties that will and some parties that, that probably will miss the train and then uh, it's up to a new government to integrate these forces into a ongoing, broad-based political dialogue about 
the uh, permanent constitution, for example, about uh, the preparation of the elections uh, and, uh, and other things that will come up in the transition period. But, but let me say that the statement of Abdelaziz Vahilu, the leader of the SPLM North, is important and is significant um, because it, it shows that, that one of the forces that has said he is not going to deal with the military government or the military-led sovereignty council does see a real opportunity of Sudan returning to civilian rule and has said and has actually accepted the responsibility for then returning to negotiations between his movement and the government. And, uh, of course, if that happens, uh, it could add to the peace agreements that have been concluded between some of the major but not all of the of the rebel movements. A follow-up, if you allow me, Mr. Pertes, with whom are you in touch now to secure a wider participation? Um, the trilateral mechanism is in touch with almost all relevant actors uh, across the country. Let me be clear here that uh, having more uh, representation or a broader representation does not only mean to get some of some particular parties or movements to join in, that is important. Uh, but it is also about a broad-based societal representation outside the parties and movements. And I found it quite important that um, in that workshop on a roadmap for dismantling the old regime, um, more than 60% of the participants came from outside the political forces that have signed up to the framework agreement. There were civil society actors and, uh, and others, including tribal administration and, uh, and religious leaders um, who um, have a stake uh, in the future of their country and participated actively in this workshop. In your conversation with the different groups of the Sudanese people, how do you ensure youth and women's real and significant participation? And is UNITAMS undertaking any programs to enhance their abilities? Well, we are indeed. We are working with um, a lot of women's organizations and we have been supporting the establishment of an independent women's rights groups, which uh, brings together um, a number of, of influential, well-respected women from all across the country and different social strata and different political orientations. And they are participating uh, actively uh, in the talks and in the workshops and the discussions around it. We are also actively encouraging the youth, which is not only the resistance committees, but it is also the resistance committees to participate. And there have been a number, quite significant number of of representatives of uh, resistance committees participating in this last workshop. But broader inclusivity, which is not always guaranteed by the parties themselves, um, can also be, uh, be achieved. And we are trying to do that by having um, first rounds of discussions in the states, for example, on transitional justice before then the final discussion moves to Khartoum. Scenes of violence have not completely disappeared from the Sudanese arena, including violence against protesters and clashes in, in South Darfur recently. What is the trilateral mechanism doing to alleviate the tensions? Well, let me say first, we have to repeat that the protection of civilians against violence is the sovereign right, but also the sovereign responsibility of the state. So UNITAMS 
can support uh, the government or can support the government and its peace partners in the Juba Peace Agreement uh, on certain aspects, like by chairing the Permanent Ceasefire Committee in Darfur, where we can give good advice. We have a police advisory unit to speak with the Sudanese police and to train them on human rights, on the protection of civilians, on community policing. Uh, but we don't have any mandate for physical protection. Uh, our human rights people, of course, are looking into human rights violations. They are meeting with victims. They can visit uh, prisons. All that is an important contribution, but it does not take any responsibility off the shoulders of the government. Mr. Pertes, it is clear that there is a crisis of confidence and a political division between the military component and the civilian component on one hand and within the civilian forces on the other hand. Are you still optimistic that things will go well? Well, it's, it's two things. One, you're right. I mean, there is a lack of confidence, a lack of trust between various actors. Um, it's not only between military and civilians. It's not only between different civilian forces. It is also partly inside the military between different armed actors, um, official ones and non-official ones. And uh, am I optimistic? Yes, I am. Because we have now for, for more than a month since uh, the signing of the framework agreement, we have seen that the commitment both of the military component and of the civilians uh, has uh, has continued. Um, they are supporting together uh, this difficult path towards a political settlement. Uh, there are detractors, of course, there are spoilers, but uh, they have not managed to bring the military and the civilian component off their way of seeking a solution together with a little bit of support from their international friends, including Unitowns and the trilateral mechanism. And what are your hopes for after the framework agreement? In other words, what is next, Mr. Pertes? Hey, probably I missed to say that to the last question. I, I'm more optimistic, much more optimistic than I was a year ago. I think there is a real chance to get to a political solution, which of course means that a government has to be formed very, very soon. And this government shouldn't do too much, but it should lead the country through a transition period with a few very, very clear tasks, working on the socio-economic situation and improving it, implementing the Juba peace agreement, trying to make peace with other actors that haven't been involved in peace negotiations before or haven't concluded them, and of course, preparing elections and the eventual transformation to a democratic state. Finally, if I ask you to send a message to the Sudanese people at this critical juncture, what would you say? Well, the, the message is probably a dual one. Don't lose hope. We are in a better place than we were a year ago and support those who try to find a solution. No solution is ideal, but having a solution is better than having none.